Hi, and welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, which you're listening to now, Two Sober Chicks. I am in burnout, y'all. So I was just doing my meditation, which I don't do very often, and kind of like a restorative yoga thing. And I realized I'm in code orange. So I have like a base a two, really, but three coded level of burnout. Code orange, where I am right now is like, I got to get quiet. I have to limit using my voice, but I love you guys so much. I have to stay away from screens and social media. I have to be very careful that I eat well, that I drink a lot of water, that I go and I move my body. That's why I'm stretching so important to me because I can feel the physical signs in my body of burnout. And for me, they feel like a heaviness in my head. Uh, My body aches, which is why stretching is so good. I have a low tolerance for any kind of drama or issues or baggage and I have fantasies of wanting to fly away to a beach all by myself. So I call this code orange. Code code red is when I was entering that zone last year um, due to burnout. And my life is great. It's not an emotional thing. It's I'm doing too much. I'm taxing myself too much. And to be honest, in this m- mode of having my body and my brain rebuild themselves to work on their own without the anti-anxiety and depression medication I was on, I've probably taken on too much. So I texted my husband this morning who was in Nashville and I'm like, I'm going to talk to you later. I need quiet time because I actually do have a uh, case study meeting with a internship cohort as part of my degree. So I have that later on. But right after that, I have osteo and osteo has been a huge part of my healing and a big part of my healing team. Here in Canada, when you're an osteo, typically that's your primary focus. That's what you do. Whereas in my experience with osteos in the States, it's doctors who are also osteos. So up here, how that translates is your osteopath, your practitioner is solely focused on you. And it's more of like a spa environment. And um, it's not in like an office or a hospital. And it's not in conjunction with anything else, because their primary purpose is to do osteo, which is really hard to describe if you're not familiar with it. But it's a very gentle, hands on technique of a practitioner who works with the biofeedback of your body, balances your parasympathetic nervous system, works with the fascia and the bones and the organs and the body. For me, the reason it I it's so important is because it balances my cranial fluids, which has a lot to do with how my body responds to stress. And there's no cracking and no crunching and no pressing. They basically place their hands on your body and through a process of biofeedback and them tuning into your body are able to see where there's blockages and issues. And it's not Reiki, um, but it definitely does involve the body and um, its rhythms and its energies and its fluids. And it's a very comprehensive, holistic approach to health. Uh, I actually bought my husband the biography of the gentleman who, it was in the 1800s, came up with the practice of osteopathy. His name is Dr. Andrew T. Still. Okay, so I digress, but not really, because what we're going to talk about today is the reading of The Language of Letting Go for today, November 25th, because I think it plays into what's going on. Um, I can hear it in my voice, too. 
Okay, awareness. Go figure. What do we need to be aware for? When we first become of a problem, a situation, or a feeling, we may react with anxiety or fear. There is no need to fear awareness. No need, even though it is scary, by the way. Awareness is the first step toward positive change and growth. It's the first step towards solving the problem or getting the need met, the first step toward the future. It's how we focus on the next lesson. Awareness is how life, the universe, and our higher power get our attention and prepare us for change. The process of becoming changed begins with awareness. Awareness, acceptance, and change, that's the cycle. We can accept the temporary discomfort from awareness because that's how we're moved to a better place. We can accept the temporary discomfort because we can trust God and ourselves. Today, I will be grateful for any awareness I encounter. I will display gratitude, peace, and dignity when life gets my attention. I will remember that it's okay to accept the temporary discomfort from awareness because I can trust that it's my higher power moving me forward. Oh, so good. So this is why it's important to practice step 10, which I am terrible at, because step 10 is all about awareness. It's at the end of the day, looking over your day and doing a check-in. How am I doing? How am I feeling? What did I do great? What did I do not so great? Where do I need to change? Oh my gosh, what do I see now in clarity that I look back over my day that I didn't see as I was going through my day? Had I properly looked at my day yesterday, which was... Um, mostly in service to one of my sponsees who is undergoing surgery for cancer or went, underwent surgery for cancer. Um, and then stacking that with a group presentation of, of another case study in another class and um, a final paper that I have to hand in today and the presentation that we did and just being on call for my sponsee and their family and, you know, stacking that on this week and end of semester and writing two sermons and my women's retreat being canceled and handing, handling the administration of that. And there's just only so much a person can do. I know that this sounds like a lot of your lives right now. And so had I been aware, I probably would have spent more time or some time, to be honest, in meditation in stretching my body, maybe going for a walk instead of watching The Bachelorette, um, maybe eating a little better. I had good food yesterday. Thank you for reminding me about my sermon preparation tomorrow, computer. Um, maybe eating some protein would have been a better idea. So I didn't do terrible yesterday, but I think cumulatively we get to the point where we don't stop until we have a reason to stop. And that's hard for us because we're very, very productive, high-functioning people, even when we're in our addiction, by the way. That addiction keeps up a lot, takes a lot of work. It requires a lot of keep up. So being grateful for that and tuning in, and as my therapist taught me with inner child work, which I know sounds ridiculous, but it makes so much sense, y'all, because all of your issues in your relationship now, if they are triggers or areas of depression or anger or anguish, are all because of childhood wounds. I read this meme this week that said, if you don't work on your problems, your relationships will suffer. Or if you don't look at your problems, your relationship will. So it's just about that awareness of the 
inner little boy or girl inside of you and what they need because we're really just kids grown up in adult bodies. So for me, a lot of my healing and a lot of my ability to take care of myself comes from, okay, what do you want to do today, sweetheart? You want to be in pajamas all day? No problem. You want to have hot chocolate? That's so good. You want to start watching Christmas movies on November 25th? Let's do it. What's absolutely necessary for me to do today versus what can be done later and what self-care can I engage with today to make me feel better? And part of my self-care, to be honest, is doing this podcast because it's kind it's like fellowship for me. And as much as it may help people who listen, this is a good reminder for me every single time I'm looking for material or I want to read something to you or I want to be with you. That's a good reminder for me. So this was a really good reminder. Nine minutes. Okay, let's see what other recovery readings came up today. Maybe there's one that plays into this. So I literally... Just type in daily reflections, November 25th, and it pops up so one of my favorite websites, Blue, I never know how to say this, Bluid Kitty, B-L-U-I-D-K-I-T-I, and it's like literally every reflection for that day. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I love this. Okay, this, I'm not going to read the whole Um, 24 hours a day comes from 24 hours a day and why I love that reading for the day it gives the AA thought for the day the meditation for the day and the prayer for the day but I just realized one of my sponsees sent me a beautiful excerpt today from one of her readings and I just see where she got it so I'm gonna read that meditation and it reads my soul is restless until it finds its rest in thee That is scripture. That is also St. Augustine. A river flows on until it loses itself in the sea. Our spirits long for rest in the spirit of God. We yearn to realize a peace, a rest, a satisfaction that we have never found in the world or in its pursuits. Some are not conscious of their need and shut down the doors of their spirits against the spirit of God. They are unable to have true peace. And the prayer attached to that meditation is, I pray that I may feel the divine unrest. Ooh, that's good. I pray that my soul may find its rest in God. So why I love that, and that is one of my most favorite, um, not laments, that's not the right word. It's one of my favorite reminders. Divine unrest is this sense in us that we are separated from God, that something is somehow not right, and that something that only lining up can go- with God can give us peace. I believe that the only way out of anything is God and our aligning with God. Unless we line up with God, higher power, spirit of the universe, we can't do it by ourselves. We know this in recovery. If we could do it by ourselves, we would have done it by ourselves. So my sponsee yesterday that went in for cancer surgery approached her, her surgery with joy and gratitude and peace and confidence. This surgery 
as I have said before, I think I said it on yesterday's podcast. If you are aware of yesterday's podcast, you know that in me coming off of these drugs, my brain's functioning in all different kinds of weird ways. So if, if I'm repeating myself, I apologize. She came out of the surgery singing, saying I love you to everyone around her, which is not outside of her personality, and being grateful and peaceful and restful in God. I have seen people go through cancer that it has totally ripped open their lives. And whether it was from a lack of God or a lack of actually surrendering to God, which are two different things, I don't know. But what I can say is the people in this life that I have seen navigate things, not without fear, but with grace and peace and an earnest desire to trust and surrender, have been the people that have made it out alive, whether it's physically alive or spiritually or emotionally alive. I mean, we've seen people die. My husband's mother died. She was a very well-known spiritual advisor. Um, what do you call people that astrologist? Uh, all about God and peace. And she died a horrible, awful, emotional, mental, spiritual death at the end because she didn't line up with her values and her principles and her God. So you would think that someone with that level of spirituality would be able to go peacefully into that good night, but she did not. And I have seen people who've been ripped apart physically, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually have peace and not die that spiritual, emotional, and mental death. Sometimes people aren't given an option in the case of like ALS or Alzheimer's or different kinds of dementia or brain tumors. But what I know from my own limited life experience and the experience of others is that when we truly find rest in God, we make it out alive. And I am watching COVID destroy people and I am watching people get closer to God during this time. And the people that earnestly practice the principles of our program. And listen, if this is not you, this is not meant as an insult. It is not meant as a judgment if you are really struggling and you're being ripped apart by a circumstance in your life. What I'm talking about is I'm not the only person I know of that has gone through major trauma. We all have. But I have seen the difference and I have felt the difference when I am aligned with God and I let him let me rest in him versus knowing he's there but not really doing anything with him. One of the most powerful visualizations I have because I'm a Christian is sitting at the feet of Jesus or laying my head in his lap um, or having his hand on my back. And that is a surrender to let him come in and minister to me. So I encourage you, if you're really having a hard time, I encourage you to let you to let God in to minister to you. He's the most loving, powerful force on this universe. He is the reason we get sober. Our whole program is just about, listen, just get to God. And that's where all the work can be done. So if you're feeling divine unrest today, I pray that you allow your soul to rest in God. There's a lot that is done spiritually that we are unaware of, but when we do the work from our human self, we reap the benefits. And it's always there for the taking. And even if you don't feel God, it does not mean that God isn't there, God isn't working with you. A prayer can just be a simple please or help or thank you. I know this is a difficult time for so many of us, and I'm sorry that there's so much suffering right now. So... I have realized in a very minor way today, um, I shouldn't say that, it shouldn't downplay it, 
burnout is a very real thing that I never want to go into again. I've been there twice in the last four years and it has taken, it is like digging your way out of a hundred foot deep hole with a sweet little sugar spoon. So it's not a minor thing. I'm not going to downplay it. What I'm going to say is I pray that anybody that is identifying and feeling these things, that you are on your road to healing and recovery if you need support from either Lisa or I and we are both very different people so you will get very different responses you can reach us send us an email to soberchicks at gmail.com that's the number two or you can find us on social media twitter and instagram at two sober chicks we love you thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you soon